Hey, y'all, and happy Friday, and welcome to another edition of the Happy Hour Express on the Stripe Show podcast, sponsored by Encore Golf and the Vero X1. It is a very happy Friday here indeed. I decided to catch up with one of my favorite internet friends, JJ Colleen. You know him as the West Texas Driving Range Pro. Hey, man, what's up? What's up? That was fancy. That was the fancy graphics and things like that. You're you, this is a professional podcast. This is a hey, real deal. Yeah, this is the real deal. We uh, we invited you to have a good time today, and we have the graphics to show for it. But thank yeah, you for, for sure. today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the podcast that Petey and I do, it looks like a homeless guy stole a computer and just went on a Zoom call. So this is definitely more professional than that situation. Well, we love it, and we know a guy. If you ever need any graphics, we, we do mind. know a guy. You are a man of many talents, hilarious on Twitter. You just celebrated your 15-year anniversary yesterday with your wife, so you have, have to be an okay husband. Um, you host a podcast, give swing lessons, you play yourself. Tell us, as they say, to what do you dedicate your success? I don't know. I think being an okay husband, that would pretty much sum it up. That's probably at the top of the list. Just be an okay husband. You can hang it in there. But I, I mean, I played golf, you know, in junior college, whatever. I kind of got a late start as a junior. I played all these other sports till high school, but I love playing in general, right? Like that's, that's what I love to do. And lucky enough to play corn Ferry tour, PGA tour, professional golf for like almost 15 years now or over 15 years. So like my first love and passion for it is competing, right? I, I like that. But anyway, started a, a couple other business ventures a few years ago, was hurt and got on the other side of the golf industry, right? Like more of the business side of it. When you play, you're just like focused on yourself. Like, I don't want to suck. I want to play well, make as much money as possible. So your job, right? And then you get on the other side, you're like, whoa, there's corporate sponsors. There's there's all these other things that have to, to kind of make it work. So I was able to uh, just create some great relationships through that the last few years, started competing again, and then finished all my PGA stuff, started teaching, did like probably a thousand online lessons last year. And this year, more than that, really. So it's grown. I kind of do what I tell people is I do like 10 things at 10%. That's my life. That's how I live my life. And it's, and it's, uh, it's terrible advice to give anyone, but that's how I, that's how I do it. Which is contradictory to a lot of people like to say you want to be a master at one thing, right? Yeah, that's probably good advice, but we're not here. This isn't one of those like pods where we're going to give you great advice if it's coming from me. For you, you might change their life. For me, just I'm, I'm a bad example, but I, I make it work. Which is evident by the fact that you are drinking a Coors Light at just afternoon. Uh, well, Samantha, it's 1135. Okay. So... So it's false. I, mean, I thought this was a pot of facts. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you you did qualify though this year for the Valero. Yeah. And tell I us about been... that because I, Jordan Spieth went on to win that. And I will say when I looked this up earlier today, I will point out, even though we'll talk about you missed the cut, whatever, you were there. But you did there. tie you did tie that event with Kramer Hickok, who was in that eight-hole playoff last week at the Travelers. So I'm no mathematician. Yeah, But I would, you know, like to think that if the trends remain the same, you could be due very soon. I could be due for an eight-hole playoff loss very soon. So we'll see what could potentially happen there. But these Monday qualifiers, they suck. I know you know a lot about them. The people out there in the internet world, basically shoot three, four, five under. If you don't make it, pack all your crap and leave. That's basically what happens. And I had... I had some status left, not from a medical or whatever, but I had some corn fairy tour status because I was awesome and won a couple times credit to myself, but I decided to play and suck the worst status ever. You have to Monday qualify every week. So I was like, screw it. I'm just going to do PJ tour qualifiers. 
So I did it and I didn't play bad. I was like, I shot 25 rounds in a row at par or better. So not bad scores. I lost in three playoffs and I made one. So finally I made one. It was like one for like 26 or something when I made it. I've also had some couple of just shot a million in California. Anyway, that doesn't matter, but it was awesome. It was awesome to make it. It kind of validated like whatever, even though I missed the cut there, played the whole entire year, tried it for two years spending all this money traveling around and it's, it's, it's great. And it's not, I just played bad. People are like, Oh, it's so different. I'm like, it's not. And I had played that. That was my third time playing that event. So I played it before hardest, hardest course of the year, except for a major, I think for scoring, which isn't ideal for a driving range pro ball striking. Um, but I just had a great time, great time playing the event. I uh, had, had my guy, John Peterson on the bag. And I think he had like a top five there or something. And, and, uh, bunch of people out there hollering just being idiots and those are my fans so i love it but it was it felt good to compete for sure right on the pga tour can't get any better than that so yeah but as you mentioned it's an it's an expensive thing to try to chase yeah, it's, sure. it's time consuming it's demoralizing you can play great and just get outplayed how do you stick through that and what can, what would you say to the people who like have no idea how hard it is yeah i mean you we always we always go through things like Petey and I do, like what would be good on a t-shirt and what you just said would be great time consuming and demoralizing. That's just basically like a golf shirt. Like someone explain the game of golf to me. It's time consuming and demoralizing. And expensive. You can put expensive and, and expensive. And I can't wait to go out there and like play again, 36 holes tomorrow. I'd be amazing, but that's it. How do I make it work? Well, I just made it work. Like I've been lucky enough with, with, I, you know, I had a, a, a group called Truno. They do uh, like point of sale and they, they sponsored me for a few Monday qualifiers. And then, you know, just myself after that really um, been lucky enough with a couple of things I've done to be able to pay and do it, but it's not cheap. I mean, God dang, I live in Lubbock, Texas and I love it here, but like you're always connecting and it's an extra day. And I have, you know, my son just turned seven yesterday or two days ago, excuse me. I have a daughter that's about to turn 11. It's just like, you have kids, it's harder to leave. I used to live in Fort Worth, so boom, DFW, direct flight anywhere in the world. You can do it the same day if you wanted to. So there was a commitment, and uh, they're they're here for it, especially my wife because, you know, she was kind of knew that I could do it because I, we were been married for 15 years and played on the PGA Tour, had a, you know, little, little, my daughter was little at the time, but they were all on board, but it's tough. I mean, it's, you got to just hang in there. It's It's a mental grind, but it's just golf. There's nothing more fair. It's just hard. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It is easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits that's right pick any basketball team that is still in contention bet one dollar and if that team wins you win one hundred dollars in site credits don't forget DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions in baseball hockey golf and so much more all week long DraftKings is safe secure and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code Travis when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code 
Travis for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Wager paid out. Insight credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. I feel like it's one of the most interesting topics that I get into a lot on this podcast and I have guests is how interesting the dynamic is of competitive golf because in, in basketball, right, you turn on the basketball game and it's one of two teams are going to win. In a golf tournament, it's like there's 200 people a lot of the times yeah. but, and your odds are so much lower and you can just get outplayed by somebody else. So how, how do you go about like, okay, you post the number at a Monday qualifier, let's say you shoot 65 and you're like, okay, I'm feeling pretty good. And then all these 64s and 63s and 62 start to come in. How do you stay? I don't want to say motivated, but um, like confident in your game, because that's still a really good score. Yeah, no, for sure. It is. And it happens all the time. I mean, I played a couple where seven under didn't even get in a playoff last year and shot seven under. And I think it's better than shooting like two over because then you know you suck and you miss by 10 shots, right? So, like, you know that it's there. It's one little thing here or there. It's a lot easier and to be, you know, the older I've gotten, I'm almost 40, you can be more realistic in what's happening. Like, if I shot three over and eight under made it, well, I'm not very realistic to think that I'm, you know, and I was a disaster shooting three over, very realistic to think I can shoot eight under the next time. So, shooting seven, you're like, dude, I knew I was close. Maybe you made a double. Maybe you missed a short putt, whatever but you just got to kind of be patient, I guess. That's what I did. I lost in three playoffs before. And I was like, God dang it. And finally I made it, I made it through there. So perseverance season. I think we can add exhausting to our t-shirt. Yeah. Exhausting. That's a lot of stuff. I I, I don't know how to read very well. In fact, I just, I don't even know if I know how to read. So I kind of like our first t-shirt, but if you want to add more stuff, that's fine. Like a limited edition. Yeah. We could even make them into like an acronym. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And it can spell F. Never mind. It doesn't have to spell that. Hey, okay, okay. (laughs) Sensor season. You didn't even ask me if this was a sensor pod because that's, that's, and I've been in pretty good behavior. So I'm totally, I'm totally censored right now. So you can We're chill. We may have cool graphics and let you drink beer before noon, but you are good on this podcast to do whatever you want. This is a, and and I'm drinking water. This is Coors Light, by the way, this is not beer. So don't first, I don't don't want the people to think I'm drinking beer. This is strictly water. It's trickling down from these mountains. So hydration, you're supposed to drink eight ounces of that every hour. Right. So yeah, I'm on pace today, actually. I love it. So we all, I want to get some questions from some of your followers real quick, because I had a few on mine um, when I tweeted out that we were going to be talking today. Some funny ones, some serious ones. Chase asked, what was the first dumb purchase you made after winning the Utah championship in Cox Classic back-to-back? Um, well, I've made it. There's a long list of dumb purchases I've made. I really I really didn't buy anything that quick. I, 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 we got at the time, and this was, you know, whatever, two, 10 years ago. I got it. I got a Tahoe. Like that was like the bomb car then. And, but to my defense, mine had like over a hundred, I needed a new vehicle. So it wasn't like, I was just like, you know, had this four car garage and just wanted to park cars in it. So 
I wouldn't say that was dumb necessarily. I really didn't do that much dumb stuff. I mean, I've, I've done plenty of dumb things in my life, but it's not like I went out and bought a $20,000 Rolex or anything like that. I think I, the vehicle is not cheap. So bought that. Um, that was it. I went to the PJ tour the next year. So I was committed to making terrible decisions while I was out there with money, but I just, I didn't make enough to make bad decisions. So that was it. So like that's a pretty good decision. Yeah. 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 You know what I forgot to mention earlier? Did you know I was born in Lubbock, Texas? Oh my God. No, I didn't. Why didn't you tell me this? Texas. Um, my, both my parents went to tech. Wow. My mom played basketball there. That's awesome. Um, we used to live on the first hole of Lubbock country club. What the heck? I never knew this. I feel as if I forget about it a lot. Yeah. I try to forget. Sean O'Hare uh, grew up in Lubbock also. I don't know yeah. So we're good. We're my dad's good friends with him. Um, like grew up, I think it was either next door or a couple houses down. This was in 94. We lived there 94 to 97. Wow. Yeah. I, I moved, I moved to Lubbock when I was a junior in high school from San Diego in like 1998. So just missed. you. Just missed. I think I'm way, I'm way older than you anyway. So I don't know if we would have hung out on the golf course or not, but here we are. Yeah, I was there till I was three, so probably not. Yeah, I mean, me as a 17-year-old and you as a three-year-old, we probably wouldn't have crossed paths very often, but hey, who knows? Who knows? The world, though, Lubbock is um, it's flat. That's all I know about it. No, there's a hill out there somewhere. You'll find it. You just didn't look hard enough. Fair enough. Okay, we've got a couple more. Uh, Average Dad, is his Twitter name, said, what would your score be if you only threw the ball at a PGA Tour setup? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you know that I did this earlier? I had a bet with like a no. a ton of people. So it's one of those bets that I make at like 2 a.m. where I just decide it's a hell of an idea. And I said, somebody was popping off about someone can't score, or break 90. I was like, no, nah, that's fake news. So I said, I could break 90 throwing it only. Like no clubs, nothing. Just throwing a golf ball, right? I'm going to play the up tees, forward tees, and I'm going to play – my favorite course in town, the dirtiest Muni you've ever seen, whatever. However, I'm going to break it. So I was very confident at the time. And I had bet, I had so many bets on this thing that I, I started to get nervous because I never tried it. First of all, I'm like, my arm's going to fall off. A, right. goes without saying B, I probably can't do it. That's another very good reason to, to be dumb. And then C, I've, I've hyped myself up so much that, that I've got no chance of making this happen. So credit to myself. I shot an 82 throwing it only. From the up really? Yeah, I shot an 82. And my arm didn't hurt. In fact, Petey and I played this little best ball tournament and I qualified for Valero the next week. So my arm was nails, but I figured out this method where I could probably any course in the world, unless I have a force carry over a goddamn canyon or cliff, I just do like this sidearm job. It only flies like 70 yards, but it runs like 50 to 80 yards. So I can get it like 150 yards on every shot and it's straight. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to lay down and drop it on the hole. And everybody that I was betting with was like, oh, fake news. You can't do that. And I was like, God dang, like I'm throwing the ball. I don't even have a putter. So then I had to throw it in. And like a five footer, like if I could reach, that's easier, right? I couldn't reach. So I like shot put Philip like, Rivers. Like beer pong. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Beer pong. Well, if you miss the cup, it goes 11 feet past the hole when you do that. So I was credit to myself. I was pretty good. I made a birdie. Um only one double in like a ton of pars. So what could I do on a PGA tour setup? I would like 90 would probably be a pretty good score if the greens got, 
if the greens got really firm and stuff like that. But like I was, I was watching myself just amazed. I'm like, God, you're a specimen with all these 50 yard shots you're throwing to like six feet, just intangible touch. I didn't, I didn't know I had it in there. So. Well, I mean, I think there's a rule in golf that says you have to hit it with a club. Is there? Well, yeah, but this is a full West Texas driving range pro gambling situation. You've seen Tin Cup. I'm sure. Right. I'm saying though, if it's I'm a saying though, called. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying well, if you're that good from 50 yards using your hand. Yeah. Well, I don't know. See, I don't play on grass most of the year. I'm probably playing on grass for two or three weeks a year out here. So like we just, it's tough to get good contact, but throwing it, it was amazing. I don't, I don't know what happens. So you're in Florida. It just, it's, it's so spoiled. You're just, you're playing green grass. It's, I mean, you've probably shoot low sixties every time you tee it up. Rapsodo mobile launch monitor, improve your golf swing today. Pro level launch data in the palm of your hand. It is very accurate within 2% of a $20,000 unit. The Rapsodo MLM app automatically tracks stats and stores video with shot tracer, helpful for club gapping and understanding true distances for each club. Rapsodo MLM provides immediate feedback data and creates a better practice environment, not mindlessly hitting balls, extremely portable Case is about the size of a rangefinder, And you know what? You can use it both indoors and outdoors. I love this launch monitor. It's the Rapsodo mobile launch monitor. Check it out at rapsodo.com. R-A-P-S-O-D-O.com. Rapsodo.com. Yeah, those couple times a year that I tee it up nowadays, um, they're interesting. There's definitely a couple shanks in there, but for the most part, it's pretty good. I don't believe it. That's fake news. I don't, you know, that for I don't play anymore. I don't play much anymore. I'm trying to recommit, get out there and play some more. But um, but yeah, okay. Two more questions. All right. Chris says, what's the most nails public track in God's <laughs> country? Oh my gosh. The nails public track, well, we don't have many. Reese Golf Center, where I host the Carney Cup. Um, it is it's got a couple. Like if you get the right 70 mile an hour wind on the day, it's got a couple of drivable par fives. Um, we had a big money match there and I three putted for birdie on one of them. I drove the green and three putted for birdie. It's, it goes about 490 off the tee. Uh, that's, that's a pretty good one. There's a couple holes I talked to in this course. I'll let you explain it. It's dogwig, right? And talk to the guys that it was an old air force base that like went under. I don't know if Air Force bases go under, if they just leave, no funding, whatever. But I'm going to have a thousand yard hole and we're going to use this old like F-16 runway for the Carney Cup. So like this is this, this hole is amazing. There's not a single sand trap. And then it just give or take on, on how lucky you are. Um, we got to play it up on the greens actually half the time, but we're here for it. Uh, I would say Reese Golf Center. Rawls is ranked really high. Texas Tech plays. That's the easy answer, but there's not a lot. We have a golf course under construction here. Uh, my guy, Brad, he's my life coach mentor, um, called red feather golf club. And that starts next week. So new so, country club. Being built. Heck yeah. It'll be awesome. Love that. Are you then loving for the long term? Well, with this place opening. Yeah. I lived in Fort Worth. I went to school at TCU, lived there for 15 years or so and loved it. Grew up in California. My wife's from a small, small Texas town, but really good relationships that I've made here business wise, just life wise, good people. So uh, my parents are still here. So we have that like built in automatic babysitter situation. That's hard to get rid of. So pretty good, pretty good spot. 
definitely hard to get rid of. And then one question kind of on current events. Have you seen Ben On's tweets in the last couple of days about his early tea times? Yeah, I love it. Okay. Someone said opinions on early AMT times. How relatable are the points he's making on Twitter? Um, for professional golf, I mean, except for when it's cold outside, early is always better than late. Goes without saying, even in the even wave wise, because that means they're going. I, I love Ben. He's awesome. The first time off sucks. Your body's just not ready to roll at 4 a.m., right? So if you're, I, I don't know what, he's probably seen off at 6.30, 6.40, something like that, probably just before 7. The nails part of that is your first off in the afternoon wave. So instead of sitting around all day till 2 or 2.30, you're going at like 11.30. So that's not catastrophic, right? You can wake up, have breakfast, normal stuff. Um, but you would think that, you know, the third or fourth time off would be a little better, but that's how it works out there. They have the guys that keep their card that haven't won or they're in whatever category. And then they have the top FedEx guy or tournament champions. And then they have the Monday Q guys and rookies. It's the way it's always been. It sucks. My guy, Tom Hoagie went to TCU. He's first off every other week. I think it's just, it's just the way it is. So Ben, at least you're playing for $8 million. And one of these days I will get on that bag because you would be, oh, yeah. you would be amazed at my course management skills. That's all oh, I have. I'm sure. I'm sure I hit it really far and really crooked. So just, you need to harness that. And you can think about that for when you're caddying for me, usually putt good, but no, for, for sure. I don't know when I'm going to be caddying or playing next or whatever, but I'm in, I'm in for that. Let me know. We can get t-shirts that say like love it gang or something yeah. or t-shirts. Yeah, whatever you said, demoralizing and whatever. That's the T-shirt I want to wear, basically for my life. I forgot what you said. Oh, time-consuming. Yeah, yeah. So we're making T-shirts, and that's right. Going to go next to our T-shirts that say "Blocked by Patrick Reed," which I'm going to. Oh, make. I am too. I'm the the people that I'm blocked by are people that I just would never even want to meet in my life, and I'm blocked by. Well, I shouldn't say that because I think Patrick may be coming on our thing. I don't know if he runs it, his social media. But I'm blocked by Patrick Reed. I'm blocked by Jeff Snackle Snorter. I'm blocked by Rex Chapman and I think Peter Kessler. That's kind of the Taj Mahal of people you want to be blocked by. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's too bad. I think you're doing pretty good. Those are like yeah. medals. Those are like, you know. Yeah. Well, you it just, I, I know I'm a good person being blocked by them. I look in the mirror, I'm like, God dang, I love myself for being blocked by those people. So you guys need to do yourselves a favor and really try to get blocked by that. Are, are you blocked by multiple people? You're a lot more, you're a lot more likable than me. See, I, I think people just, they're like, this guy's in the spirit world all the time block. And I'm like, Oh, I'll bury you alive from some other hidden account that I have. So stay tuned. I'm blocked by Patrick. Um, oh, and oh. that, and that I, is, that is all for now that I've seen. Like I'm sure I'm blocked by like some bitch from middle school or something, but like, <laughs> I think that's it for right now. Um, I'm not blocked by Jeff Shackelford, even though I started that whole fight a couple of months ago, which is impressive. Um, that sucks because now you have to look at his bullshit every now and again when it sneaks onto the Twitter verse. So I'm a big muter. Oh, you are mute. Oh, yeah, that's good. I love a good mute because it's like it still says follows you when they go and look at my profile. Like I'm still nice enough to give them one of my ratio numbers, but I'm not seeing any other stuff or liking oh, it. I need to start doing that actually. Probably. It's a great one. It's a yeah. great. It's a great tactic that um, it makes your life, you know, you don't have to worry about seeing it on the newsfeed. That's where I'm like, you know what? I just don't want to see it. Still support a little bit. Yeah, that's it. So if I'm not liking any of your tweets at any time, it's probably because I, I did you. 
I muted you. Oh, it's all right. Yeah, the first thing I do is I, I make sure that you like or answer, but if you don't, then I'm just like, God dang it, she muted me. I'm out. Block. Just kidding. My favorite on Twitter is when people like your tweets and don't follow you, like consistently. That yeah, that's serial killer stuff. Like, so you're stalking me. That's serial killer stuff, yeah. 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 Twitter is a weird place. Call them out on that. I think you can call, I mean. I don't know. I see so sometimes the things that gets me, if it's any, you get on the, you get on the Twitter's verse and God dang, thank God that election's over because that was the worst. Everybody left and right, whatever's going on. And then sometimes whatever politics, religion, and a bar you don't talk about, but in Twitter, that's all everybody wants to do. And I'm just like, look at their feet. I'm like, so I need to go mute season. That's a good, that's a good idea. I'll probably put in too many words though. And I'll have like one tweet from somebody. That's it. No, 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 no. You mute the person. Oh, just the human themselves. You kind of oh, delete, yeah. you kind of delete them. That's great. But I'm, you delete them, but it still says to them that you follow them. So they will oh. never know. It's like a quiet deletion of existence. What if they at you? Does that show up? Even if you, blo- even if you mute them or no, it does not show up. I like it. So they they know that you're like mad at them, but they look that, that they're not blocked. I'm here for that. Complete like lack of acknowledgement of that person's existence. Yeah. I like it. So you and I feel the same way about people. I'm here for this right now. It's that love it. It's that love in us. I swear. Yeah, that's it. That's it. God dang. It's a hell. Of, that's a hell of a deal. Mute season. Mute season is good. Mute season's a good a good shirt. I might have to try that out. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try mute season out. That's. That's you're. This is genius. This has been life changing. Thank you. Thank you very little. This has been great. Honestly, I'm so glad that you were willing to come and talk to me today. But that I could change your life in that way. Yep, hell of a deal. I promise you, your morale will improve even more than it already is when yeah. you go mute season. Yeah, that's good. I love myself a lot, so that's hard to do. But I, I, I am gonna. I love myself, so I might as well love myself a little more. Credit might to you well. for doing that. 10% good at 10 things. 10 things. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, JJ. We will talk to you again soon. And everyone, have a great weekend and cheers. I just want to interrupt this interview real quick and give a shout out to my friends over at Encore Golf. Encore provides some of the most cutting edge technology in a golf ball that I have ever seen. Their team in Buffalo, New York is changing the script of golf technology through their perimeter weighted designs, which offer players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course. With their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, they are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show.